Welcome to Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids, a podcast that steps into alternative education, parenting, and living a funner, fuller family life. I'm Robin, home educator, unschooling mom to two funny, eclectic kids, and we're here to create a space for families to listen, connect, learn from others, and be inspired. Join us every two weeks to hear interviews and tips from experts in learning, education, and parenting, and stories from families that are playing full out in the arena of life and education. World schooling, unschooling, alternative schooling, homeschooling, or just creating a whole new style of learning. Welcome to Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids. My name is Robin Robertson, and I'm the creator and host of this podcast. And I'm a homeschooling parent myself. My family and I have been on this home learning journey for over nine years, getting on 10 years as of this summer that I record, the summer of 2022. And if you are here listening to this podcast, I'm guessing that you're either already homeschooling or eclectic learning or creating a life learning of your own, a unique life learning journey, or you're thinking about it and you want a few tools, resources, and information to get started. So all are welcome here. I also have many educators that tune in to hear about the unique stories and journeys and different ways of learning that is happening outside of the walls of the classroom. So I just want you to know that this summer series, as summer of 2022, I'm going to be giving you specific tools and resources, as well as some bigger picture ideas and episodes to help you get your home educating journey started. And if you're already homeschooling, I still recommend tuning in because there's still so much to learn and try and reevaluate. I know I have been learning every single episode I'm recording. There's always something for me to take away from. I'm going to be breaking down steps to getting started in your home educating journey. I'll be sharing, doing an episode of sharing our favorite things over the years that my family has loved in our learning journey as well as fantastic interviews with unschoolers, dads that have been leading the way in their family's self-directed learning journey, and creators and learning leaders that are hoping to support homeschoolers on their journey in specific ways. But I also recommend that you check out my Patreon community. If you go to patreon.com slash honey, I'm homeschooling the kids. I have a Patreon community where I offer resources, downloads, and live sessions with me every month. And this summer, every patron level has access to the live coaching sessions where you bring your questions. We do Q&A, talk about your doubts and fears, and we just inspire each other. We discuss, we explore. I do this at the end of every month. And So this month and next month, July, August, for this summer, I want to make sure that we all get a good start to this, I guess, year for this hemisphere. It'll look a little bit different if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. But I want everyone to have a good start as we go into September 2022, heading into 2023. And I want everyone to feel encouraged and inspired. So check out my Patreon community, patreon.com slash honey, I'm homeschooling the kids. It's a great place to start or a great place to be inspired, ask your questions. It's a closed format, so it is a private discussion group to join. And I really recommend it as a fantastic resource for your home educating journey.
So this episode is an informative episode, seven steps to getting started on your homeschooling journey. This is a time of year where I see a lot of questions or I get a lot of questions from new homeschoolers or families that are thinking about something outside of the walls of the classroom. And the, really the basics are, how do I get started? I, I, my kids are five and seven, or my kids are 10 and 12. What do I need to do to get started for homeschooling? Help me, please. Okay, so I'm going to give you seven steps, seven things that you can do to get started on your homeschooling journey. And I think these steps are universal no matter where you are, but I also am going to break down a few details for each step as well so that you can apply it in your own circumstances. So let's get down to business. All right. Number one, ask yourself why and get clear on your why. <laughs> why do you want to homeschool? So you may be thinking, I know, okay, Robin, I know why I want to homeschool. Let's just get to the next step. But really understanding your why is important for all of these other steps. It's always important to understand your why going forward, even if in your, you're in your fourth year of homeschooling. Because understanding your why is gonna help you with those questions that come up. It's gonna help you if you decide to choose curriculum or not, and which curriculum is really gonna be the right fit for your family or your specific child. It's gonna help you with planning and scheduling. It will help you with any of those other gatherings and social engagements. It really gives you your foundation, understanding your why. And your why is different for every homeschooling family as well. So, you know, for example, you may be thinking, okay, we are going to homeschool because we're worried about safety. The school environment, my child does not feel safe in the school environment for whatever reason. Maybe you're living in a place that has seen violence. Maybe there is a lot of bullying. Um, there, there are many layers to that, but maybe that's a strong why for you. Maybe your, your value is safety and confidence because confidence in your learning and yourself because you feel safe. Or possibly your child needs a little bit of extra help and support and one-on-one -on -one support maybe that they're not receiving and that you're able to do and help them from home. Or maybe you're like, my best friend homeschools, we just love what they do and what they're creating and we want the same joy for our family as well. So you're understanding your why. When you really understand your why, and that why is connected to your core values and purpose. All of those other decisions that you have to make now or are going to make in the future with your home learning and your family, all of those other decisions and choices will be that much easier. And they will be decisions and choices that are true to your family, true to your children, because they're going to reflect your why, your core values, and your purpose. So let me give you an example. Let's say the reason why you're homeschooling is because your child, who maybe is just about school age, say they have an intense medical condition that can be better accommodated at home. And really, you value the time and care that your family has together and that your family can provide to this child. And possibly care, compassion, and health and time are really important values for your family, values that homeschooling can really reflect. So if this is your core reasoning, your why, then your homeschooling is going to look a lot different than a family that's homeschooling perhaps because their fundamental core values are based on religious values, for example, that don't align with the school they're attending, 
or possibly if their why is because a child has suffered from bullying and is disconnected and is lacking confidence and missing communication and the trust is severed and maybe they're suffering from anxiety. I have my notes here, so I want to make sure I get to all of these. I would think that your why, that that why is confidence and love and compassion and building trust. So therefore, the choices that you're going to make, the conversations that you're going to have will be influenced by your why. So perhaps if your child has an intense medical condition, you're not going to get that intense curriculum that has them sitting for hours every day in order to accomplish or finish it within a certain time when they need space, they need extra sleep. Maybe they need time outside to move and to practice things within. Maybe they're attending physiotherapy. Um, You know, there's many different levels and layers. Maybe they need something that has them engaging more in their physical body. Those whys, those core values are really going to drive those choices of the resources, the way you create your environment, and yes, those conversations that you're going to have. So I hope that's a good understanding of why it's important to get clear on your why, to build your core values and purpose for your family and learning life. So here's another reason as well to end this first step. When you understand that why, when you really get your core values and purpose for your family and your family's learning journey and your learning journey, your children's learning journey, you may realize that trying to replicate school or the classroom at home is just not the right fit for your family and children. And that's okay. I know many of us start that way, replicating the classroom at home in our living room at our kitchen table. That's what we know, right? So that's what we do. But when we really get down to our why, we may realize, oh, why am I doing the same thing at home that I've stepped away from at school? So that is a big recommendation. That's number one, getting clear on your why, really understanding your core values and purpose. Okay, so number two, here we are. Number two is take the time yourself as a parent to learn. Learn about the homeschooling options. Learn, get to know your child more. Take the time to get to know your child. Learn about learning, about the brain, about parenting, understanding your style of parenting and the different styles that are out there as well. Take the time to read, to listen, to watch, to ask questions. Don't just take one point of view or maybe even what fits just for you personally, because it may actually, what fits for you may not fit for your child. So that's why it's important to take the time to get to know your child, ask them their interests, what they're interested in doing, what they want to do. What's your parenting style like? Come to understand that as well, because that certainly influences your home learning environment as well. Learn about learning and what true learning really is, how it's such an internal process. Learn about how the brain works, neurodiversity, and the different forms of homeschooling options and ways like unschooling, Charlotte Mason, Montessori homeschooling, classical homeschooling, traditional homeschooling. There are many different options. And Learn a little bit more. You don't have to be overwhelmed, but just have a bit of a better understanding that learning is not school. 
that learning, school, and education are actually three different things. So this is probably a good time to plug my de-schooling episode. If you can go back to that, I really talk about and break down the the differences between school, learning, and education. But I'm just going to give you a quick overview right now. Learning is an internal process. It can be an intellectual process, an emotional, physical process. But learning really is internal. The, the learner is really drives the learning. Education is a process that can happen through systematic instruction. Uh, it's, it's done to the learner. It can be more deliberate as opposed to natural. You can think of learning as a natural process and education as a deliberate process. Learning can be unsystematic. Education generally is systematic. The purpose of education usually is to... Um, to filter or to create a certain change in uh, or in behavior or thought as well. And school is a place where education and learning can happen. It is an institution where all of this can happen. You don't have to be in school to learn or even to receive an education, um, but you can certainly be in school and learn and receive an education or neither of those as well. (laughs) So I think that's a really important distinction to understand because I think what often happens is we think that in order for our kids to learn in homeschooling or unschooling or whatever kind of learning environment we choose, we think it has to be like the classroom because that's where learning happens. That learning happens all the time. It's a natural process that happens no matter what. School just happens to be a certain place where there's a kind of education happening. So as I said, this is also a great time to learn more about our kids, a great time just to ask our kids, what does learning mean to you? What would you love homeschooling to look like for you? What did school, if they attended school, what did school mean for you? What was great about it? What did you not enjoy about it? Get their ideas. What do they love to play? What do they love to create and do? And also come from the idea of being a listener and understanding um, and the idea that play is still learning, that learning is in all of those ideas of building sandcastles, playing in the dirt, riding bikes outside, playing with Lego, Playing video games, play is one of the most important aspects of learning. Okay, so the next part, number three, we're going to go to number three now. So you're understanding your why, you're really clear on your values and purpose. You have been learning yourself about learning and the brain and the way it works and our, our ideas around education and school and our children and getting ideas from them and their viewpoints on learning in school. Okay, so the next step is a very practical step because it will look different where every person is. is Number three, check your regulations. You've decided to homeschool. You're going to take that step. So homeschooling is legal in many, many countries. Some countries it's not. For example, off the top of my head, Germany, it is not legal. So if you're listening from Germany, you might already know this, but it's unfortunate. Um, But check your regulations. There are some organizations that will give you a breakdown of your country or your state or province and what's required. 
I will share that in the show notes. Um, There is an organization called HSLDA that usually has a breakdown on their website of requirements. There's local advocacy groups usually where you live for homeschooling. If you can find them out um, either on Facebook or they might have a website, that will give you a breakdown on the requirements for for regulations. Some places require you to just submit a form saying you're going to homeschool and that's it. Some might require more of a stricter process. I know where I live in Alberta, you have you can either register with a school board. I'm in Canada and there's different requirements with that. Either you uh, can opt out of following the curriculum and just have general learning outcomes. You have to have two visits, two homeschooling visits from a facilitator per year, or you could just submit to the government directly and say that you are homeschooling and you will not be with any board and that's it. Uh, the difference is, is when you when you register with a school board, you will receive funding for homeschool resources. When you register directly or submit directly to the government, you will not. I think California has a similar system with charter schools and homeschooling. It is different everywhere. So I will actually share uh, some of those organizations that provide that information in the show notes. So just go to those links in the show notes as well. I mean, a good thing as well is if you find out that you can get some funding for your homeschooling resources and that's something that will help, then why not? Check that out. Everyone has different um, reasons of why it's valid for them or not, but that might be something to look into as well. Okay, so number four, take some time to visualize your ideal homeschooling year. What does it look like? If you could do, create, or have anything, what would that ideal homeschooling year or unschooling year look like? What would it look like for you? What would it look like for your children? Ask them to visualize and share their ideas. Are they similar? Are they very disconnected? (laughs) Your ideas and their ideas? How about your partner, their parent, What about their ideas for the ideal, really the dream homeschool year that you see ahead? And again, this is an important process because it's about creating your vision or meeting your children's specific learning needs and desires and and outcomes, not what the school is saying you need to have that might not fit for your child. This is you stepping more into that process of creating your own unique learning journey and your children creating their own unique learning journey, not taking the box and trying to fit them inside of it or them trying to climb in and fit inside when maybe the box is just too small or maybe it's just way too, I don't know, it just the shape isn't right. So really it's again stepping out of that idea from the school, the box of the school, and saying, okay, this is who my family is, this is who my children are, and this is how we want to move forward and create for ourselves. So really, this is part of what we call the de-schooling process. And I'll give a a quick breakdown on what de-schooling is, if you're unfamiliar, but I also recommend checking out my episodes on de-schooling. So de-schooling is really a process of change. It's essentially, it's almost like a reculturing. Reculturing, it's a time of redefining what learning, childhood, and education mean to you. It's 
specifically it's stepping away from the norms, the mandates and constraints that come with school and the institution of school. Because if you think about it, the word de-schooling, de is the prefix, when you have that in front of a word de, it usually means to reverse it, to remove it, to do the opposite of. So de-schooling, you get that? You're doing the opposite of schooling, you're reversing it. Schooling is a verb, to teach or drill a specific skill or knowledge, to discipline, to habituate something, to educate in an institution of learning. So with D, that prefix in front of schooling, we're in the process of reversing those things. We're in the process of reversing the the practice of drilling or habituating something that the way that the school institution is set up. And that absolutely can be uncomfortable because when we're working through something like an institution, that's a very set fixed entity in our world. And if you're listening, you're thinking, you know what, I I don't need to de-school. I actually want to keep things like school. That's fine. I I, I do want to ask you this. I do feel that de-schooling is important for everyone. It's a process of change because think, if a change is needed, that's why you're homeschooling then, right? If not, then why then why are you choosing to homeschooling? Then? Let's go back to that why. If you don't want it to look any different from the classroom, then why are you taking your child out of the classroom? But if you do want some changes, you're going to have to change from your ideas and your mindset and perspective first, or else, just as human nature, we'll just repeat what we know, right? Because if a change is needed, why are you continuing to do the same thing still? If you do need a change, if your child is miserable, if you are feeling defeated, or your child is feeling defeated or unsettled, if you're questioning something that's happening, if you need more help, then why repeat and plan to repeat what's already not working? If you want a different outcome, don't you want to do things differently? So that is my suggestion for taking the time, step number four, to visualize your ideal year or years to come outside of the walls of the school classroom, because that's what you're you're doing now, and to take the time to de-school, to think and live life differently from what it has been on that schedule and within the institution. And so here's a few questions you can ask yourself and your family in this process. I do recommend taking time just to think, to journal, just to play, allow free play and space and time conversations, time for joy, time for connection. De-schooling actually is really so much, and, and this is what I talk about a lot with families that I work with, especially in the masterclass that I hold every year, Homeschooling with Purpose. Deschooling is actually about relationships, 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 because when we get down, we take away, strip away all of those things out in the institution. What we're left with is our relationships, and deschooling is really taking the space and time to connect on those relationships. That's that's the other strong foundation, right? We're with our kids. They're going to be with our kids constantly every day when they're home with us and home the home learning environment. So actually our number one priority is to work on those relationships first. It really, really is. So here's a few questions you can ask in this process if you need some help kind of untangling a few things in this de-schooling process. 
what does learning really mean to me? When I think of the word learning, what comes to my mind? What do I visualize? What do I see? What do I feel and think? What does school mean? What does education mean to me? And what about your kids when you ask them, what does learning mean to them? What does school mean or look like for them? For you, when were you successful in school or in your learning process and why? Why did you feel that you were successful? What were the, the factors that helped you to feel success? What does success mean for you? When you felt successful, what did that mean? What did that look like? What would you change in your learning or in your past schooling process? Where did you feel unsuccessful and why? What factors contributed to that? What would you change so that you could have been, you could have felt successful or, or had things play out differently? And those are a few questions to explore and examine. Really think about your own learning life and schooling journey and then ask your kids to think about the possibilities and what they've experienced and felt before too. What changes would they make? What would they not change? What did they really enjoy and why? Okay, so now let's go to number five here. I'm moving through this as quickly as I'm trying to be succinct for you too. Okay, number five I'm suggesting is going down to more specifics. You have, you know, you're working through the de-schooling process, which I must say actually continues. It's not a, I'm going to start de-schooling in July and finish by September. You can do some intense de-schooling, relationship building, putting away the schooly type things for that time if you like, but de-schooling continues forever. <laughs> Once you start this homeschooling journey, you'll realize that there's many things to unravel and ideas around learning and childhood, parenting, all those things are part of it. Uh, so de-schooling, I'm still de-schooling, especially as my kids became teenagers. There were things that reminded me of my own teen years and what my expectations around what learning is in the teen years and success and all those things. So there's a lot of de-schooling that still continues. So just keep note of that. And I do talk a lot about, we discuss the de-schooling process in my Patreon community, but also in my masterclass, Homeschooling with Purpose, which I host every year, that will be coming up again in the fall. So just stay tuned or contact me to get on the wait list. So number five. I actually have down as, I have a question, supplies, question mark, curriculum, question mark. <laughs> That's what's in my notes because I think this is a time where you have been envisioning with your children, your ideal, your beautiful home learning year, unique learning life. And now you're probably starting to think you understand your values, your why. Now you can start putting it together. Like, okay, what are some of the things that we will need in our environment or daily life in order to get that homeschooling dream that we have been envisioning here. And I understand we're not going to have exactly our dream, but we can work towards it. we can work towards that and some of the things that would help us to get there. So I do recommend so there's supplies or curriculum, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Take time to play first. Take time to explore. This is part of building this environment as well. Uh, and, you know, ask before you rush into any curriculum and don't rush into any curriculum. You know, ask, find out about what it entails, what you'll have to do, and 
discuss it with your child. This is what we're looking at. What do you think about it? Um, what's your feedback on that? They have usually better feedback and insight than we do. Um, so take the time to observe and listen as well. Be open to that. And sometimes the supplies don't have to be a curriculumist or a school supply list specifically. Supplies usually, like in our homeschooling journey, they have looked like games, board games and video games, um, apps, games on apps, toys. Lego has been a big thing for us, blocks, um, mag formers, like different building things like that. Books have been a huge thing on the supply list. We do a lot of reading and um, reading on our own and read alouds as well. Our library card has been probably our number one supply over the years as well. And the library, we've enjoyed just visits to the library. It just always has that great atmosphere, right? And book suggestions and things like that. Um, museum visits and other places to visit. Um, building materials, art supplies. For our family, art supplies have been a big thing. So that's like canvas, different kinds of paper, paints, felt markers, crayons, pencil crayons, pencils, pens, things like that for creating for art supplies, craft supplies. Um, things like if you, uh, instead of physical books, also audible books. So maybe it's podcasts, stories through podcasts, or things like Audible or um, other apps that you can even get from your library where you can listen to stories as well. Uh, cooking, using the kitchen, um, baking, kitchen supplies and utensils, food is a big thing. You know, so those are supplies that you can look at gathering that you might actually have already in your everyday life, but that can be part of your homeschooling too. Comfy places to sit and enjoy and connect as well. So I do suggest that before anything, look at those kind of supplies. Those supplies through play and natural learning, what you can access, whether it's nature, hikes, museums, and other community as well. Okay, and if you're looking, again, if you feel that curriculum is something that you really, really, really need, actually, so please, I'm going to repeat that, that you really, really need, check with your children. Do your children really, really need that specific curriculum? Is that curriculum for you or is it for your children? Find out the details and the expectations of that curriculum. So many times, so many families will say, I purchased this big, beautiful curriculum and we did two pages and it's still sitting on my shelf after years. Um, I know we've done that where we've purchased something and it's like two pages are done and then it's never opened again. It just didn't work. Sometimes you can go to used book sales or used curriculum sales and you can ask questions and try it out, get it at a cheaper price. Um, lots of families who have it just sitting on their shelves, sometimes they just want to give it away. So if you want to just do that and try it, that's a great um, time too. But I think you can ask yourself or ask your children as well together, what purpose is this curriculum for? What is it going to serve? How is it going to enhance um, the requirements and specifics of it? How difficult or easy is it? Is it something that we'll enjoy taking out and exploring and that it's going to support us? Um, you know, and, and, the, and it will, usually there's samples that you can try as well. And are there other ways that I can supplement it or start with something else first and then see if I still need um, those certain parts of that curriculum too? Again, this is going back to your why and understanding and learning about your children as well and the de-schooling process. 
Okay, so we're going to move to number six. Number six is pretty simple. Um, It's connect with others and learn more about yourself. So this can look different. This can be connecting with family. This can be connecting with the broader homeschooling community, finding co-ops, joining Facebook groups or other online communities, just learning more and being inspired from others, listening to podcasts. Um, There's other communities. For example, I have my Patreon community, but I also have my Clubhouse community where it's that app, uh, an audio app on on your phone where we meet usually during the year. We have a little bit of a break in July, but we host discussion groups, discussion, audio discussion rooms three to four times a week. And many have connected and met through that community as well. Or maybe your local town or city have homeschooling communities, unschooling communities that gather weekly or monthly that you can connect with. So start pulling those feelers out to connect with others. It's a great way to be inspired and encouraged uh, for your kids to meet others as well. But also connecting with others does not just mean only people outside of your home. A big part of it is connecting with your children and learning more about yourself. This may seem funny that I'm putting this as number six, but I'm going to go back to number four and that process of visualizing your or understanding and seeing your dream home learning year or years to come and de-schooling. Let's go back to that relationships, relationships, relationships. And homeschooling gets easier when you really are building that relationship of understanding yourself and your children. So much of it is what we do, not what we say, how we react and model. So when we start to learn more about ourselves, that is part of that lifelong learning journey with our kids or for our kids as well. And that's a big part of the home educating process. And you can note I haven't put anything in here like scheduling and planning. I think that comes in naturally actually into, for example, number four, when you're envisioning with your kids your wonderful home learning journey, you'll understand, you'll get an idea of what maybe your scheduling looks like when you are building your supplies in number five or getting an idea of if a curriculum does even fit for you. Sometimes a curriculum has a very set schedule laid out to complete within a certain time. Um, Maybe you want to follow that or maybe you don't want to be beholden to that, but that also helps you to plan your time. And then number six, connecting with others and connecting with yourself. Having all those bases down helps you to see, you know, what is our month possibly going to look like? Our week going to look like? What do we want to have our days look like and be part of? Um, And also understanding you're learning more about yourself. Sometimes that means just taking time for yourself as a parent and having time on your own and scheduling that time in as well. And what does that look like for you? Is it when your kids are outside in the afternoons playing, you're taking time to read, have a cup of tea? Are you an early riser and your mornings are important to you? Is it that time or late at night? Um, and, And how and what are you doing for that? So all of those parts come in to looking at your planning and scheduling if that's what you want to do for your home learning year when you have those ideas down. And honestly, journaling is a great thing. I know we've done, we've actually gotten poster paper out, uh, my kids and I, and we've, when we envision our years to come or year to come, 
you know, we, we do a collage or we put down our ideas and that helps us visualize that too. And that's kind of our planning process. Uh, and then for us, it's our conversation and discussion. So in the spring, we talk about how our year has gone, um, what my kids have enjoyed, what they felt successful at, what they want to repeat, what they don't want to repeat. And then in the fall or actually late summer, I, you know, is when we all sit down as a family and talk about, okay, we go back to our values, what's important, supporting for us, it is autonomy and and freedom um, and connection is a big thing, love and respect, self-respect. Um, so those are big parts of our core values. And so our year going forward, how are we going to support that for each of us? What is that going to look like? What activities activities will help with that? What activities will take away from those core values? Uh, where do we want to go? What do our child, each of our children uniquely need? What do they want to see? What do they want to have and learn and build? Um, so having that discussion, that also helps us to make sure we get the right support and resources for their year and journey. All right, number seven, repeat. (laughs) Repeat steps one through six. Again, it's always good to understand and refresh your why because also your why changes. Maybe you've accomplished what you wanted to do. Maybe your child specifically needed some more one-on-one, more one-on-one help and that trust has been built and that connection and confidence and they're doing well. So what does this next year, is your why still the same? Do you want to continue that or is there a shift where there's something else that they've said that they need? Uh, And understanding your core values plays into that as well. Remember, your second learning more is really important as well. Maybe you have tried, let's say, classical homeschooling. And it just, you know, you want to shift and change. You want a bit more freedom and less structure. Uh, So you're going to look at self-directed learning or maybe just an eclectic form of learning. So again, you're learning more. You're continuing to learn and to grow as well. The de-schooling process, taking some time to continuously visualize or envision what your homeschooling in the future is or isn't going to look like. I generally just call it homeschooling because I know there's many different forms And then getting to know each other as well, connecting on that and building on that too. All right. So those are the seven steps. (laughs) Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And that continues to help you build that solid foundation. Do you have some specific questions? Send them to me. DM me on Instagram at Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids or on Facebook or email me. Go to my website, sign up for my email list. I continue, I send emails regularly with inspiration and insights as well. You can just hit reply to one of my emails or you can email me, go to my contact page and email me or my email address is robin at imhomeschooling.com, R-O-B-Y-N. But those are ways you can reach me. You can ask specific questions or get further feedback or join my Patreon community, patreon.com slash honey, I'm homeschooling the kids. All right, so this is what's coming up for this summer, really giving you tools, resources, and then ideas to maybe help you shift your perspective on this 
self-directed learning home educating journey. So we're going to have further conversations on specifically like reading and writing and different tools and resources we can use, things like creative writing, um, learning to read. What about phonics and things like that as well? I get so many questions on reading, writing, and math, especially as an unschooler, but I want to break down some specific tools and compare and contrast different methods as well. Uh, There's other great interviews coming up with other unschoolers um, and dads that have created some unique self-directed learning journeys with their families. Um, And the actual tools for learning math is also a discussion coming up, but this summer is jam-packed with resources and information for you, for your family's home learning journey. So stay tuned and looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, leave a review or comment. I'd love to hear your thoughts, ideas and reflections on the episode. You can go to the website imhomeschooling.com or email me directly robin at imhomeschooling.com. homeschooling.com.